Incoming quest from System, that time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. Parentheses over manga cast. This week we read Solo Leveling by Chu Gong. Failure to complete this quest will result in a penalty quest. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. My name is Sam. And as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the franchise we read this week is. Uh, I know that solo leveling is a thing because it's really popular, and that was about it. I, I'm aware of its existence. There you go. Uh, let's see. Matt, how about you? So, when this was put on our reading list, I had assumed I had never read this before. Until I started reading, and I'm like, wait, no, I've definitely read this before. And I got up until the part where he's in the hospital, and I'm like, okay, cool. I think I dropped this here. <laughs> so uh, after that was completely new for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Jay, how about you? My familiarity basically extends from the various ads and marketing attempts from other series. When I was reading other series, to clarify, and Solo Leveling seriously has a very, very aggressive marketing campaign. To the point where I almost, like, out of just protest, almost refused to read it. <laughs> I mean, for, like, a while, it was the Webtoon. Yeah. Like, you could not advertise Webtoon without it being solo leveling. Mm -hmm. Which is how it was so ubiquitous. And Jacob. I seem to recall hearing solo leveling said in a similar breath to, uh, is it wrong to pick up uh, girls in a dungeon? I watched a good chunk of that. And enjoyed it, but I also kind of fell off of it. I, you know, nothing that it did wrong. I just sort of lost interest with it. So I didn't really ever give solo leveling itself much of a chance. Uh, this was a uh, fresh take for me as well. All righty. We open up our story uh, in the classic manner with meeting a, a protagonist, a man so incredibly bitch-made that he is famous of being the weakest of all of the most pathetic men. Yeah, they they hammer that down into you this first chapter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the point I am constantly reading and wondering, I understand, like, you awoke and you have hunter powers, but <laughs> maybe do any other job. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, if you have these crazy superpowers... Even if they're not so crazy in you, he, he says he's slightly stronger than the average person and has regenerative capabilities. I don't know, maybe get like a job in construction or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. He says slightly stronger, but if I'm assuming how his stats work when we see them later, he is almost twice as strong as the average person. There's plenty of jobs where you could put that to work that wouldn't result in you fighting monsters and constantly getting your, your butt handed to you. So, I mean... I don't think this was the plan at the beginning of the series, but near the end of what we read, there is like an offhand mention that what has happened currently is there is a recession in Korea because someone took a large contract from the government to rebuild a bunch of stuff and just fled the country. Uh, yes, yeah, so, there, there are a lot of incomplete construction sites. That is the most common background that you will see throughout this. And it's good to have a diegetic reason for the place where the kaiju fights can happen. Yeah, it, it is 100% just justifying it. But at least they realized, hey, 
this guy should have never been doing this job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bro, there is opportunity elsewhere. You just, just, just go do that. But no, uh, our our hero man, uh, one Sung Jin Wo, uh, he is determined to do this hunting job because being a hunter pays really, really good when you get them sweet uh, essence crystal drops from the monsters. And he needs that to pay for his mom's medical bills and put his little sister through college. And also his rent is due this month. And... And also, he's Spider-Man, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, yet yeah, uh, the uh, the world building is uh, real quick and dirty. Uh, it is a otherwise normal world when suddenly a bunch of people got magic powers and a bunch of gates opened to a uh, RPG, and now real life is an MMO. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what does this sound like? Hmm. Sounds like an MMO. Yeah. I gotta say, I appreciate the uh, the audacity for how, how simplistic it is. It's just, what's going on? Ah, get, random gateways started opening up. People got magic. People go into the gateways, fight monsters. What more do you want? Yeah, it, it is very much uh, uh, cutting to the good stuff. There's arguably a lot to explore in, you know, the world building of how the world would react to this, but that's not really what the series is about. So it doesn't really waste the audience's time with that. I did hear from some friends that it does get down to that eventually, but you know, it had to get, it had to gain traction with, uh, with the public first. And it has to gain traction with its target audience and also, uh, endearing yourself to the characters to care about the world. So you care why, you know, magic portals mm -hmm. are happening and what effect it has on the world at large. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a good writing decision given what this series is. And so uh, the thing about our boy Sung here is that he is so incredibly pathetic that even when he goes with a team of dudes into the lowest level of these dungeons, he still manages to come out at like 2% HP on the brink of death, just covered in wounds. The healers are working overtime on him. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they briefly mention something that like when you awaken, everyone gets a special power. And it seems to be that his special power is he's got an incredibly durable body. That's not a healing factor. That's not anything else. It just means he doesn't die from what would kill normal people. Mm -hmm. It still hurts and it still takes time to heal. So it's like, cool. What a great superpower. It seems like the Awakening gave everybody their RPG class and his was, I have a, his was punching bag commoner plus one yeah he's a tank he's just a really bad tank <laughs> he's a knight in fire emblem so the worst part about this is he's we set up to him going on like one of these dungeons this is a d-rank dungeon right yeah yeah and they it's a team of d-ranks and he's an e-rank and they basically go you know normally we wouldn't even bring a healer on this because our leader is a c-rank so we're actually over leveled for this but because you're so awful, we have to bring a healer with us. And I'm just like, okay, full stop, buddy. That means you're costing more resources than mm -hmm. if you didn't go at all. So why are you here? Well, yeah, but the healer is the girl that's sweet on him. So like... I, yes, I do understand why narratively <laughs> that needs to happen. Why are these people... They spend no time establishing that relationship. It's just presupposed. 
You're just supposed to know this is my childhood. They don't even say childhood friend, do they? I don't even think I don't even think they are childhood friends. I think she just likes them. Though I will say they do have chemistry, to be fair. She's just a healer girl who uh who's constantly healing him because And she's adorably fussy over him about it. I don't think it's mentioned here, but there are cases where just like having a number of bodies, even if you're literally just carrying the gear, is worth it. So that's why he's um generally speaking put up with and there are a lot of people who are like they basically bring him along out of pity because they know he's he's doing this because he's got a sick mom that he needs wait has he has he told anyone this he says that he doesn't want additional pity oh no he does mention that doesn't no, he he's yeah. just pitied enough because even the guy at the coffee shop pities him because he's yeah. just like, hey, sorry, kid, we ran out of coffee for specifically you. He's like, oh, no, guess I can't even have <laughs> They, they punch this guy down a hill this first chapter. Yeah. It's just like, sure. That was yeah. so funny. How do you run out of coffee? <laughs> just in time for this. For the for the sad sack protagonist. And then they feel up. the need to justify. That isn't the coffee shop guy being a jerk. They have to go have the coffee shop guy have his own little aside where he's just like, hey, you know, I really wish I could have given some coffee to that kid. You know, they call him the weakest E-rank. Everyone puts up with him. He can barely do anything. He comes out of every single dungeon covered in cuts and bruises and he barely makes any money. Yeah. Okay, well, back yeah. to being coffee, guys. <laughs> I will say my biggest complaint with this Manwa is it has a really bad habit of repeating itself a lot. Uh, it really wants you to know certain pieces of information. Oh, we'll, we'll get there, Jacob. We'll... We will. It, it gets real bad at one point. It gets better the further it goes, but you can kind of feel the growing pains at the start. Mm -hmm. it, Apparently, this is also an adaptation from a novel, so I wonder how much that has an effect on things. Yeah, that's that's one thing I noticed was this was based on a novel, and I'm like, what would you even read about? <laughs> like... I'm sure there is a genre of people who like reading text and be like, and then the character leveled up. And then he spent some time assigning his stat points into these five different skills. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I definitely know these people exist because some of them are friends of mine. But <laughs> yeah, this is, and I'll elaborate more in, uh, in near closer to the end, but it, it's literally word for word reading an MMO. And I just- I, that sounds awful to me. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would normally feel bad talking so much about something that hasn't happened yet, but we got a prologue chapter that basically summarizes how the first arc goes. Yeah. Yeah. Good old chapter zero. And Medius Res. And then, yeah, chapter zero really? also, also, well, chapter zero also includes stuff after the uh, It's a flash arc. forward, yeah. We have uh, our adventuring party, which includes... Um, <laughs> my favorite guy, Death Flag Man. <laughs> hey, I thought you gave up being a hunter. Well, my wife's pregnant with our second child, so I thought I'd go for one last job. Hey, you look a little weaker. Yeah, turns out you go down in rank if you don't keep working. <laughs> That's a weird thing to state. That doesn't seem congruent with how the fantasy works going forward. We're just going to move past it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Park. <laughs> the second I saw him, I'm just like, oh, this man's so freaking dead. <laughs> the only question is how. Well, see, that's sort of the funny thing, because God, this feels a lot like SAO. 
And it's one of those ones where it's like SAO has no teeth. So I actually got a little bit fooled. I'm like, they're, he's way too much of a sad sack. They're not going to kill him. That would be consequences. <laughs> For anyone who is um, blessed with not knowing what that is, SAO is Sword Art Online. Don't look it up. It's really bad. <laughs> Read solo leveling instead. It's basically the exact same thing, but with, you know, any amount of competence. Full disclosure, I really liked solo leveling. Uh, I, I feel like it actually delivers on the promise of SAO, but... And to constantly be uh, disagreeing with Jacob, don't read either. <laughs> <laughs> we have our characters going through the dungeon, killing monsters, getting the essence stones that are then sold for uh, sold for cash outside. Basically, the, the expensive trash for you. So... Mm -hmm. I want to point out, they say they only give numbers for C-rank stones because those are supposed to be where, like, hunting becomes profitable. And that's if you get a C-rank stone that's worth $8,000, basically. Yeah. I can only assume ranks must go up exponentially because they say A-rank hunters are millionaires. Oh, definitely. So that would mean going downward. Yes. Sung gets E-rank stones, and he normally only gets one or two per hunt. But, like, going down exponentially... I'm assuming he makes like $200. Yeah, yeah we find out later he doesn't even have a weapon because he splurged for a dagger at one point, immediately broke it in the next dungeon he went into, and that put him at a loss for that dungeon. So he only went in barehanded, despite the fact that barehand punching does not work on the magic monsters. No, no, this man is actively not helping anytime he's in a dungeon. Like, it's mm -hmm. insane. He, that people he, would he want made to work a bad gamble and then proceeded to live by the lessons learned from that bad gamble, but not in any way that would be helpful. They they defeat the, the dungeon. It's like, hey, wait a minute. There's another dungeon back there. Guys, it's a double dungeon. We'll all be rich. Should we go back there? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of dangerous. Let's hold a vote. And so, of course, our main man becomes the deciding vote, even as his love interest is like, I don't want to go risking anything. Let's let's get out of here. He's like, no, I must prove myself. Let's go. This man is so incredibly selfish. <laughs> he knows he's being carried by these people. Mm -hmm. His vote should be to go home. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, and I don't even think, if we're going to psychologically analyze him, it's the stereotypical, he doesn't even see himself as being selfish. He sees himself as self-sacrificing mm. and being strong and, say, you know. I'd say he sees himself as desperate, which justifies it. Because that's, that's, what, that's what it's getting at. Like, that's the whole reason why they have the thing about the reason he's barehanded is because... Uh, the the equipment is too expensive because he has the other expenses he has to cover like it's it's supposed to convey a level of desperation they just they do so much to he is so desperate like at some point he's just clawing up like a 90 degree slope <laughs> like at some point he should just give up should be the moral here and i, I don't know why the people who voted no decided to go along like group solidarity i guess yeah the group had to make a decision and everyone had to be held to that same decision but considering we then get told how easy it is to like come back to the dungeon later it's greed i guess 
it's the greed of everyone who voted yes. The reason why the people who voted no stay with is because there's a chance this dungeon could be very dangerous. There's a chance it could be free money, basically. And strictly speaking, they should probably go back and, and get back up. Like, that's sort of the unofficial protocol. But if they do that, then they have to divide whatever they find amongst more people. And they have this conversation. And the thing that's the the thing that I can't help but notice is that the uh, the people who are uh, who are voting yes and the guy who uh, initially calls the vote, he's like, so just so you know, the yes vote, which I am going for, is greedy. We're 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 risking it for more money. Yes. What's everybody's vote? You know. I appreciate his love his level of transparency. He's like, I fully understand the risks that are that are um, tra about to transpire, and it is admittedly a little selfish. Mm -hmm. The awareness is what I appreciate this man for. Well, he's a C rank hunter. Like he's he he's been down this road before. Strictly speaking, he's the most safe one there. Yeah, he's the professional. Which is saying something, as we learn later, that eventually professional means just that. It means you're getting paid for doing risky things. It does not mean that you were a man of integrity. My man is 60 years old. He yeah, looks he's great for 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll take so. what he's taking. Jeez. Being guess, doing dungeons at 60 years old. I guess being an awakened magic hunter man gives you great skincare. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know that you get great healing benefits and other potions or whatnot, so maybe. So they uh, head down into the secret bonus dungeon, come across a big scary door, and uh, they head inside to a weird room full of statues and these weird blue lights. And uh, it is at this point where you learn that, uh, yeah, these guys really are MMO players and not Dungeons and Dragons players because they've never experienced a puzzle in their life. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was this was rough to read. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what uh, the worst with the uh, repeating, because at the bare minimum, the first one is so blindingly obvious. It's honestly kind of annoying. So uh, what it is, is there is a stone thing that lists a series of three commandments. Um, it's like, thou shalt worship God, thou shalt praise God, and thou shalt prove thy faith. Prove thy faith, yeah. And everyone reads this. They mm -hmm. talk about it for a little bit. And then everyone proceeds to pretend as if that had never been mentioned for like two <laughs> chapters. So yeah. in my mind immediately, just think of whenever you enter a space or a building or whatever, it says house rules or these are our guidelines. Read, read, read. Immediately you have like the, I don't know what the phenomenon calls, but when you go through the threshold, immediately you get like, oh yeah, your brain. <laughs> That is like, what happened. It's like that, except they just turned around. I also <laughs> yes. like how no one is even surprised to see this written in Korean. Yeah. It's not written in Korean. It's oh, written in, in runes. In runes. Oh, do they in translate magic runes. it then? Yeah, they translate it. They need the they need the C rank guy to translate it. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah, and it's like they've got this thing talking about God. There's this big friggin' statue of a man with a crown. It's like, hmm, I wonder who God could be. Not only that, they just assume because these are stone figures 
that, oh, there must not be a boss here. We must be, how do we get to the next place? You know where all the monsters are. Mm -hmm. Discrimination (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) Stone statues can be monsters too. Yes. We got to kill a red shirt. Yep, and because because uh, the doors slam shut after they finish reading the commandments, and uh, one guy is like, "I never wanted to do this stupid bonus dungeon anyway. I'm getting out of here. I'm going back over to that door." Uh, you, you heard the you heard the stone tablets say that people who don't follow the commandments won't leave alive, right? I don't care. Good luck, loser. And I don't think they even do. They that. don't even acknowledge that. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> I'm g- I'm giving too much credit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The first seventy five percent of this whole bit, I don't know if I would have gotten to the parts of solo leveling I like had I been reading this, this on my own because it's this rough. Was, this was literally five chapters of a three sentence dungeon puzzle that, like, that you figure out the instant it's read aloud. Yes, it was very annoying. And then they keep repeating what those commandments are. Like, people are thinking about them constantly, but no one brings it up for, like, five chapters. Mm-hmm. And look, they I can let, under- They let, like, ten people die. I can understand panicking in the face of mortal danger and not being able to think clearly, but, like, they had the plenty worst- of time before the danger started. Well, and the worst part is there are other parts of this uh, first arc where they actually uh, do the people are panicking and make bad decisions. They do that better elsewhere in this arc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the first commandment in particular. The second one, each of the each of the three puzzles is oh. Oh, the less next bad. Two. The next two, I hate the justification for, like, how what the actual puzzle ends up being. That feels like some Lord of the Rings riddles, where it's just like, <laughs> okay, guess guess the answer was what you wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, friend, and enter. Well, that one makes sense. I meant more like, what is in my pocket? Ah, right, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. But yeah, the red shirt goes to try to leave and immediately gets splattered by one of the statues with a mace. And then we get, they talk about what to do for a little bit. And they realize they won't get attacked if they don't go to the door. And then somebody who's like quirk or whatever they call your superpower, whatever is speed. So he activates his like haste buff and then runs to the door. And the man gets vaporized completely like above the ankles. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there's a there's a bit immediately before that where they realize that the main statue is moving too, and I did this. Uh, this manhwa has really good horror panels. Use the lasers. <laughs> lasers. <laughs> he shoots the laser beams out of his eyes. Boom. But yeah, no. So this guy with super speed gets killed. <laughs> yeah, guy with super speed gets killed. Uh, the the statue shooting the laser beams out of its eyes. Uh, Sung is the only one who's like, oh crap, everyone get down. <laughs> Wait, there are rules to the dungeon that were read aloud four chapters ago. You know, it's a combination of one, there are rules, but also this is like Sphinx level puzzling, too. I mean... I, I get what it's going for in concept, but this is definitely the weakest part of our reading because... Oh yes, it Boy, gets worse. It's, it's infuriating <laughs> how long it takes them to figure out really obvious stuff. I wouldn't feel that bad about this puzzle-solving thing if at the end of this beginning arc, 
there wasn't basically an entire chapter devoted to telling Sung Jin Woo how smart he was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very smart. That, Good boy. It was a flashback of what just happened to then explain, you were the one who figured out the puzzles. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> so many more of us would have died if it wasn't for you. In this bit, they crank up the wooby too high and they crank up the rebound too high. Like, they could have afforded to dial both of them down. I will say, one thing I find kind of odd, the reason why I bounced off of Chainsaw Man in our first episode was because I felt they woobied Denji too hard. Why didn't, why didn't Sung bother me as much as Denji did? Because they're honestly on par with each other. Because one is looter than the other. (laughs) (laughs) Because Chainsaw Man treats itself seriously outside of Denji. Whereas solo leveling kind of woobies everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got the man who's like, I gotta go home to my newborn child. <laughs> like, or my yeah. So there, there's less of a there's less of a severe contrast between the protagonist and the other characters. I suppose that makes sense. But yeah, uh, as it turns out, if they don't uh, stand up too high, then the laser beams won't hit them. And the first commandment was, uh, thou shalt worship God. Gee, I wonder what we do. Guys, what do we do? Who, what, what could it possibly be? Just bow towards it. What? Sung Jin Woo, are you suggesting we bow to this monster? My God, man, that's genius. <laughs> it's really not. It was super yeah. obvious. You, the weakest of us, is strongest in mind. Has a 10 intelligence. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they do bow to the statue, and it gets a uh, attack on Titan grin. I appreciated that. It means you know you fucked up. The, the art on the statue honestly carries this entire... Like, segment, yeah. This entire segment. But uh, they all bow before the statue. It, it goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then starts standing up and it's like, okay, so what do we do now? What was the second one? Oh, it was thou shalt praise God. Hold on. I was a choir boy in Sunday school. <laughs> I mean, you have to understand also the baseline of Korea too. Korea is very Christian, religious, evangelical. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose I can't uh, meme on this one too hard because, well, like, I think th- I, this is this is ostensibly happening in the real world. So, like, they don't have the layer of separation of, like, nobody's gonna praise Jesus at a statue of Morad in a in a D and D game. Yeah, I think I think to me the reason why, like, I feel like it was a little bit too long because the whole you're praising the wrong God thing, like, that's a good twist. It should have happened in about a quarter of a chapter instead of over the course of an entire one. Yeah, because how it's displayed, <laughs> we see Sung Jin Woo come to the conclusion this isn't going to work and then proceeds to watch this man die. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I think it's supposed to have happened really fast, but it doesn't feel that way because of the way the chapters are paced. I don't think it could have been that fast either because he gets through multiple lines of the song. <laughs> like, That's true, too. And then the big statue steps on him and we have an absolute grindhouse of a chapter where uh, people are freaking out. They're trying to run, but that puts them near the the death statues. So they get uh, they get sliced up by the knights. This is where Park dies (laughs) as he's flashing back to his uh, pregnant wife and his child. He's like, I can't die here. I need to get home to them. I can't die. And then uh, just bisected vertically. 
Yeah, I don't think he even realized that he died. Oh no, he definitely did because there's the there's the panel of him trying to hold himself together by pressing his hands Ooh. to either side of his head. That is really sharp. To to be able to have synapses still firing to realize it <laughs> and be like, oh crap, my face. Well, these statues do have superpowers until they don't. <laughs> yeah. But it's like people are trying not to get stepped on. They're running around the death statues. And oh, like, but you can't go by the edges either because those are guards. But wait, some of the guard statues, they've got instruments. Surely we can stand by those ones without something bad happening. Hey, wait a minute. Praise God. Guys, stand by the instrument statues. They play music for the for the deity statue. I'm gonna not go. I completely this would have gone over my head probably in the moment. But yes, music mm. is a form of worship and or adoration. Mm. Also, <laughs> the way you have to figure this out is you have to look at these statues and go to the ones that aren't chasing you I mean, and trying to kill you. Yeah, well, no, because it's all the the only one moving is the god. Yeah, statue. is the god. So here here's the thing for me with this one and this is actually going to tie into uh some of our discussion questions so i won't go into too much detail here but this is the cheatiest and most annoying type of puzzle in a video game one where you have to fail at it at least once to oh. uh be able to figure out what the solution is yeah jacob a- i was just about to say like if I had got if this if a DM had pulled this puzzle on me in a D&D game, I would strongly consider getting up from the table and just walking away because this is bullshit. I, I get more of a video game vibe where you have to go through a death screen to get the solution. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is one of the most frustrating things in a video game that feels on purpose to me. Yeah. Yes, people were going to die regardless. Like I said, that's why it sounds like some kind of sphinx riddling to me because oh. what makes sense to us in retrospect is like in the moment, I would have no clue to connect all of these yeah. dots. So it, it only feels clever after you already know the solution. A hundred percent, this dungeon is definitely designed to whittle a group of people down to one. Like that's very clearly how this has been designed. But like my takeaway is when it's coming from the view of Man, Sung Jun Woo is so smart for figuring this out. This second puzzle was just guessing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's nothing beats a good guess. You've, you've got to live a little longer, so. <laughs> Luck is one of my skills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it, it does feel unfair. It's, it's very cheaty. Yeah, and Sung loses a leg because uh, he was trying to... He, he was trying to save Healer Girl and uh, got his leg chopped off by a shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, they he realized that two people can't buy, be by the same music statue. Uh, so when he runs away, he runs to what he thinks is the nearest uh, music statue, but it's actually uh, it's actually a shield and not a musical instrument, and it uh, takes his leg off before he's able to crawl to an actual musical instrument. Which was mm-hmm. a vocalist. Which again, how could you possibly know about that? That was a guess. Oh, that wasn't even a guess. That was just him crawling away to try to not die. I, I don't know. This manga also has a problem, or manhwa, I should say, has a problem with um, telegraphing scenes. Because um, earlier in the death scenes, a lot of times, they'd flash to the door, and there there's a dead body by the door. But how the like panels would play out i'd be like oh did that person get one shot like in within a panel page and like oh no they were prepping for their run and i'm like 
seems like you could have cut that middle bit that like the action flows in an odd way so they managed to successfully praise god at which point an altar rises uh from the center of the room and now it is here where they must prove their faith uh as people climb onto the altars uh flames light up the first thing that they do is there's one guy who's being set up as i i really like the the story like from a from a meta text perspective goes back and forth on uh the dude with the sword it feels like it's it's coming from sung's perspective where at once he'll seem like he's being reasonable at the next he'll seem horrible and it's like it's changing from moment to moment because the situation is changing and thinking about things in different ways. It feels very natural that he swing from sympathetic to villain and back and forth uh, the way he does. But at this point, he's uh, seen uh, in a more positive light. And he's like, well, you're the one who suggested uh, to the sea uh, ranker. He goes, well, you're the one who suggested uh, we do this in the first place. You should be the one on that sacrificial altar. And uh uh, the sea ranker was like, yeah, I was already on my way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve this. This was definitely my favorite part of this opening arc because it very realistically to me felt like, okay, time to prove our faith. Except our faith has been extremely shaken because we've lost like 12 dudes. They, people just splattered into bits. And, and now this is what do we have to sacrifice somebody do we have to put another member of the party on that altar and stab them oh great the statues are coming to life what do we do now they're, they're getting closer the doors are open ah! oh they don't move if you look at them good thing mm -hmm. we've got all three of us oh wait no someone just ran <laughs> well it's okay we still have enough people to look at all the statues and uh, i've got a family too i gotta get out of here i'm not going out like park damn it mr kim <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Kim is the the one who, whether or not you're supposed to feel sympathy for him, seems to depend on Sung's mood at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. Which I think I that that feels like a natural diegetic way of what the Manwa had been trying to do earlier on, where it was woobying a little too hard and rebounding from the wooby a little too hard. Like this feels more natural because mm -hmm. like because like there's the there's the element of. Yeah, he has a family too. And there's that, there's like a moment where it's like, you know, yeah, he has a family too. But then it's, it's like a panel or two when then, when Sung is like, I also have a family, asshole. <laughs> that doesn't make it okay. You're still a coward. Get back here and die with me. Oh, wait, no, we didn't want that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yes, um, once it's once they have so few people that they're unable to uh, keep all the statues uh, stopped. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a which is apparently three. Yeah, there's a mm -hmm. timer. Uh, again, th it's so cheap. Technically, you can get out of this with nobody dying. Technically, mm -hmm. but like, no, you can't because there there are elements to it that uh, you can't know about until it goes wrong. And there's a timer that if everyone stays on the altar and watches all the statues eventually you can get everyone out but you can just run out the door also and leave other people behind and one by one people start doing that and the and the big one is mr kim is is the like is the last like quarter that they need to keep the statues from advancing and he he's the last to run and it just leaves um uh the love interest uh the c ranker and sung yeah, mm -hmm. and the three people who remain are 
Sung, who's got his foot chopped off. Mm -hmm. um, the C-Ranker, who had his arm chopped off. And Juhee, who is currently going through, like, mana deficiency because she's spent a lot to, like, heal Sung's mm -hmm. legs so he doesn't die of blood loss. So he doesn't bleed out, mm -hmm. yeah. So she's, like, got, like, muscle aches that are, like, stopping her from being able to stand on her own. She's also, in addition to that, having a panic attack, which... That's been, a, that's been a bit of a consistent thing. Yeah, fair. And, <laughs> that's um, been a consistent thing she's been dealing with basically this entire time. And I know this wasn't intentional, but I laughed out loud at this scene where it was um, the three of them have been left and Sung just goes to himself, no, we don't have enough people to be watching all the statues. I guess all hope is lost. The only thing I can do is stop looking at any statues and bury my head in my hands. And I'm like, buddy, that's not. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> I understand you're going for a dramatic panel right here, but like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are actively accelerating your own demise here, Chief. Yeah. Uh, who are we kidding? He's had he's had uh, that gas pedal slammed down this entire time. And to be fair, they do make it clear that Sung's so, what Sung thinks is going to happen here. They're not even a hundred percent sure that's what the timer ticking down means. Yeah, that's uh -huh. true too. That's just his guess because again. This, these are really, un except for the first one, which is blindingly obvious, the other two puzzles are extremely unfair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's like, okay, so we need to get out of here um, because we're not going to be able to stop the statues for the timer. My leg is hacked up. She can't move, but uh, Mr. C-Ranker, who I think is named Song, yeah. if, if I'm remembering right, uh, it's like, you take Juhi and you get out of here. I'll stay behind. This is a noble like a thing you're doing. This is a noble thing you're doing, son. I'm terribly sorry this has happened to you. We'll always remember you as he runs I away. love this part. This is the part where uh the series won me over. Oh, yeah, this was pretty this was good. This was a good um this is a good way of doing the the noble sacrifice mm -hmm. thing. And to be fair, he the older guy does try and sacrifice himself first, saying, You two kids get out of here. You've got a life left to live. To which mm -hmm. Sung has to go. I don't have a Both foot. Both of us can't move. <laughs> Both of us need somebody to somebody with two legs to carry us. You'd think you'd need someone with two arms to carry someone. Oh no, that doesn't. Like, and he he slings her over his shoulder. This man is very strong. Yeah, he's a sea ranker. He's yeah, probably got he's lots a sea ranker. He's probably uh, pumped a lot of his strength stat. I don't um, think that's how it works. No, yeah, it, actually, yeah, it's objectively not how it works. The ability to manipulate stats hasn't come up yet because people normally can't. Uh, but we're, we're going to get to that in a bit. Uh, the thing I really like about this is, boy, this is, this is one of those ones where it's like, it's such a natural, such a real moment. And I didn't really feel that much for um, Sung while he was, uh, when he was in full Wubi mode at the beginning. Like, it didn't, it didn't ruin it for me, but... I didn't like I didn't care. I wasn't really attached to him as a character yet. But the thing that really made me like him is he does the noble sacrifice. And in all honesty, that's probably the right call. Like, you know, you're going to trolley problem. He makes the right decision. And he's like, yeah, I did the thing. That's good. I want to live, damn it. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and and he uh he picks up the uh he picks up the sword dropped by uh mr kim and flailing tooth and nail to survive because yeah that was the correct decision from a trolley prop uh problem perspective but i don't care i want to survive i have i have a family too 
I got it, mm -hmm. Sung. You've done nothing but be selfish. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really like this too. It was uh it was a good moment of uh uh making me feel for the character. Uh, uh which uh helped because boy immediately just gets absolutely bodied by these statues. Like, holy crap. Yes. We did skim over the whole speech we've been making fun of, where <laughs> it's when the older hunter guy goes like son. You are the reason everyone survived because of your genius figuring out the puzzles. And I'm like, that's also yeah. the flashback that happens in the middle of this arc to the beginning of this arc you just read. Uh huh. Yeah, that does happen. That uh, that does happen I, at this point. I bring it up because that's one of the most egregious flashbacks, where it literally tells you about a thing that just happened, mm -hmm. like five chapters ago, not even. But uh, our boy gets uh, stabbed. <laughs> through the chest they didn't even have the decency to get his heart so he would die straight away instead they yeet him onto the uh altar gushing blood from his massive gash wound they nearly split him in half yes you know like i i was such a pathetic loser if uh and now i'm dying like this if only i had one more chance at which point pause notice box Congratulations, you have met the requirements to complete Courage of the Week, Secret Quest. You now qualify to become a player. Will you accept? Incredibly reasonable reaction uh, that uh, Sung has is, what? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, your heart will stop beating in 0 0.02 seconds. Oh, okay. so this isn't a choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I accept. And then, uh, and then he explodes. And uh, this is the part where uh, he starts playing the MMO as uh, he gets told by the feds in the hospital. Hey, you, you're finally awake. His uh, his respawn location. I <laughs> thought that's where this was going. Uh, you know. Now that you say it kind of surprised, I didn't think of that, too. I guess I haven't watched ReZero in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's pretty clear he blacked out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, the the thing is, I thought I thought he actually died on the altar, but his player status allowed him to respawn in the hospital. But no, ah. they say they found him on the altar and took him to the hospital after the fact. Because mm -hmm. uh, you've got like the men in black coming to interrogate him and go like, hey, a whole bunch of people died in that dungeon. You know, I just want to set like a lore thing right here. That is not normal. We do not have a job where people die in mass numbers frequently. It's a dangerous job, but that would be ridis ridiculous from a world-building perspective. It's it's similar to, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, where they intentionally, like, they they have the ranks staggered so that they don't send people to something that they can't handle. Yeah, you, you set it up as you would an actual job where it's like, yeah, there's a chance you could die, but, like, if the system works, you should always be relatively safe because, um, believe it or not, if you work a job 365 days a year, uh, you should not have like a 10% chance of dying. Uh, Crazy. The the odds will work against you at some point. Wonder what the Man, worker's comp is like. Ask the Demon Slayer core. That's amateur numbers. <laughs> it's like 50-50, if not 70-30. I'm just saying the leader of the Demon Slayer core should be fired because his game plan <laughs> seems to be, I will throw more children at it. More children. If you throw enough children at a problem, it will surely be solved eventually. It hurts me. How many children have to die for my goals? You could, you could just not do that. No! <laughs> but then how would we have teenage protagonists? 
Actually, now that I think about it, one thing that hasn't been mention- mentioned up to this point is how long this has been going on. 10 years. Yeah. Oh, did that get mentioned? Yep. I missed the, that. It was in the, the whole info dump about Gates. Gates yeah, started so appearing I, 10 years oh, ago. Oh, okay. I can yeah, understand they, why you did not spend a lot of time reading they that. They only mentioned it. it once and they normally repeat everything else. So that's what I'm going to say. I was that's counting on the it. repetition. I was <laughs> counting on the repetition. To be fair, I would not blame you if you skimmed over the info dump on Gates because it was the most generic thing I've ever read. Like, it was very dry. It yeah. was, well, I mean, it was like even visually, it was designed to, okay, this is what you think it is, moving on. Because again, the generic, this all started 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> all of this is fast tracking to basically the arc that we're about to get into, which is another reason why the first arc is kind of irksome because, like, there are a lot of ways you could have made that significantly shorter, and it is definitely the worst part of our reading. Uh, I, I think they're setting something, I, I don't know. You, you could have trimmed it, <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think that the first arc shouldn't have been an arc. I think it should have been an introduction. Oh, you could have just started in Meteor Rest at the boss fight. Consider Hell, it. You could have gone back after the fact because there's definitely a feel of of uh, you know, this being early installment jitters. Mm-hmm. Well, th- the entire point of this is you need to set it up so you can have the wish fulfillment of what if I had the abilities of an MMO character is literally mm-hmm. what you're setting up here. Yeah. What if you could actually grind for EXP IRL? Which and I, allocate stat points as you please. Which is that what like, the... That sounds like hell to me, honestly, yeah. if I had to manually do that. I want a quest tracker, <laughs> though the quest tracker does come with a bit of a caveat. <laughs> the quest tracker is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I do like how he's in the hospital going like, hey, that's weird that those G-men didn't notice um, this big floating giant... box. <laughs> the oh. giant floating panel. Also, this doesn't come up, but it, it's definitely got to come up in the future. The FBI has like this whole thing where they're like, hey, considering you were alive on an altar after a whole bunch of people died and all of the the boss you guys were supposed to fight was gone and it was just you in that room. We're wondering if you reawoke, if you like reawoke, mm-hmm. which is a thing that can occasionally happen. I guess it's rare, but yes, he exalted. Yeah, but they uh they they test his magical power and it is not changed. It's 10, which is apparently 60 below the threshold for E rank. So literally my boy is E rank because they did not have a lower grade. <laughs> they didn't have an F rank to put him in. They didn't have a trash tier iron <laughs> league. <laughs> he should not be fighting monsters. But uh yeah, they they bring out their like little magical device that fails and they're like literally they end the conversation that's how they get that result and he's just like oh they didn't even really say bye that's kind of rude uh, <laughs> you might have reawakened as a main character uh, anyway sorry to waste your time <laughs> so so what happened to my teammates oh uh well sung uh is down in arms so he's uh been forced into retirement and your girlfriend is traumatized bye do you want to hear about the others? No, I think that'd make me too upset. Yes, and we know they all got eviscerated. Yes, I don't need to be reminded of this. No, he he's specifically at, they were going to start telling him about the people who escaped, and he's like, I don't want to hear about them. They're cowards. <laughs> Bunch of spineless bastards. Leaving me to die like that. 
he he has a big um like window that is telling him that he is activated the player mode and now do you accept a whole bunch of nonsense mm-hmm. uh he's got like a daily task that's popped up i think yes his daily quest to be 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 squats and running 10 kilometers every single day (laughs) optional objective don't have the air conditioner or heater on especially when it gets hot in the summer and eat something for breakfast every day even if it's just half a banana yeah i'm saying i swear there's strong one punch man vibes of (laughs) if you work very hard and break through your limits you i'm waiting for saitama to literally break punch through the wall (laughs) be like you stole my bit, and why do you still have hair? <laughs> why do you still have hair? <laughs> to be fair, he's not fully leveled yet. So. Ah, true. <laughs> also, he's in the hospital, and we need a random justification for his sister sh- to show up. So his sister shows up, <laughs> goes, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Hey, I can't see that thing you're talking about. Well, I guess it's not real for anybody. Hey, we're sister, we're not going to have an actual conversation. Can I just ask you how you open a menu in a video game? Oh, you just... <laughs> open a menu i just open a menu the menu opens i'm like buddy what (laughs) well see you later bro and i'm just like did did you just need to introduce this character you had i have a sister that's all you need to know it's like voice controlled or something (laughs) this whole scene strikes me as someone being like man we don't have any cute female characters yeah Uh she's not even that cute well, they've got her and her friend, and they both show up, and then they dip. Like, well, well, we had cute, uh, we had cute female character in uh, White Mage Girlfriend, but uh, uh, she kind of has a trauma, so we need to have her process that. She, she's currently PTSD as hell right now, so she's uh, off off panel for the time being. Well, you yeah, see, I'm not she's an empath, and so this affected her on so many deep levels. It's going to take a while. I'm not gonna lie, the the fact that they don't overpopulate the cast with waifu characters, I think, is part of the reason why this next bit really works as well as it does. Because it doesn't get sidetracked. It's it's focused on, you know, the uh on, you know, the sort of uh on the gimmick, yeah. Not on the gimmick here, yeah. The waifus only show up when they're a prize for working hard. <laughs> Commodifying women. I mean, that's the standard isekai thing, but the thing is, solo leveling doesn't do that. Yeah. It it hasn't done it yet. But it hasn't done it yet. That's a fair point. Gotta remain cautious, but... I, I'm just referring to the fact that when he's done working out, that nurse gives him her number. Uh, well, okay, yeah, there uh, there was that one. <laughs> I didn't like that. Okay, but that is funny. That is really funny. Because, <laughs> like, he's he's changing out of the hospital uh, gown into his regular clothes, and she sees him like, holy crap, he's ripped. <laughs> like, that is hilarious. Oh. Hey, can I have your number? Oh, yeah. it's probably just to give me my test, my like uh, test results for you know hospital stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> he has no idea. He has no idea how weird that'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah. So we skimmed over the fact that he accepted the uh, daily quest of doing basic workout stuff. Except the quest then says, "By the way, there is a penalty if you do not do this." And he's just like, "Nah, I'm tired. I'm gonna go sleep." And then he sleeps mm. through the quest marker ending. And then the alarm rings. You have failed to complete the quest in the allotted time. Penalty game. The desert. What? 
Objective survive. Here's a giant centipede. You have four hours. To run what? To centipede. Yes. <laughs> this really is just one punch man, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I like how this guy who was laid up in the hospital bed for three days uh, is able to flee from the giant centipede through the desert for four hours. And we just breeze over that. I, I like how the Monwa does not even pretend to try and tell you how he survived for four hours <laughs> while being super tired. They literally draw the cool centipede, then skip to the end of the and quest. cut to the end, yeah, where he mm -hmm. where he uh, is about to get eaten and, and teleports back to the hospital, yes. He, he has not leveled up. He has not gotten any stronger and he is <laughs> like he survived this thing for four hours somehow mm -hmm. i mean extra sleep he was sleepy i, I guess yeah, yes <laughs> the sleep gave him the bower he needed <laughs> to run to run for four hours from a monster but regardless he then survives the penalty game he's Launched back into the ho hospital room, there is sand everywhere. The nurses do not even acknowledge that. <laughs> uh huh. They're like, "Why is that's ethereal too?" It's pro. It it must be. It, but it then, would have to be right. But then, why did it come back? Because that's not how the dungeon we see later works. So it it's there because it looks cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. But but not um, not everything is a lore clue. We then mm -hmm. cut to the mini training arc of the most lenient hospital in the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir, you are, you, you need to be bedridden. I need to do all of these things. You can't, no, do not leave. Where's, he's running. He's to be fair, running. the the doctor does give him permission to do some exercises because he's just like, I don't know, hunters are weird. And then they're oh, like, yeah. Well, you know, he, was, he notes because the you know we've mentioned that he has like the sort of low level durability, but like all hunters have a, at least a little bit of a regeneration factor as well. Uh, so we saw his stats, and he's got an ability called tenacity. So I think that must be what his original what his power actual, was. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that being said, it could also be the power he got by wanting to live. So. Eh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think it makes sense that tenacity was his original ability and that the fact that he had tenacity is part of the reason why he you know, uh, met the prerequisites for the secret quest. See, I I think it's relatively reasonable that the hospital will be like, I don't know, hunters be hunters be wild and out here. Let, let's let the boy do his exercises. What what's the harm? Well, we, we know what the harm could be. I find it a bit stranger that he goes and solos a dungeon while still checked into the hospital. <laughs> That that was what I mean by the most lenient hospital in the world, because he literally goes up to his care provider, goes, hey, is it OK if I leave? What are you going to do? I don't have to tell you that. You're not a cop. Later. What? And it's just like <laughs> she asked no follow up questions. She's just like, he just said he needed to leave. And I told him that was OK. Why would you do that? <laughs> this isn't this isn't a hotel. You can't just come and go as you please. This is where I got a little confused. Because he says every time he completes a quest, he gets a loot box drop. But the quest reward page says you have to pick one of those three things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that I, I wonder if that's a translation thing, because I fought, I fell for that, too. But it it becomes obvious later that you get all three. Yeah, I think I think it's a matter of uh, the word for select in Korean versus like. Because it's like, you know, like, which one do you want first is basically what it's asking. 
Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we see him essentially bank the options at one point and that gets him out of a out of oh. a tight spot. Oh, I love that I so that- much. I hated that so much. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to it uh, <laughs> that's about what i expected honestly the reactions from the patuia uh, <laughs> but yes uh he gets uh three things from his daily quests he gets uh a status recovery thing that can they say it gets rid of all of his exhaustion points uh it might presumably do other things uh Does he also heal him it, no, it, 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 it doesn't heal his hp but it restores everything else like i I think if you were poisoned, it would, like, solve that, too. Probably. Though that hasn't come up yet. That I don't know for sure. He also gets three ability points that he can allocate into his stats. So does he get three or does he get ten? He gets three. Yeah, he gets, per, he gets, he gets three, three per, per, uh, per uh, daily quest. Yeah, he gets three per daily quest. And, okay. when, he, and, and when he levels up, he gets one in everything. He gets I one think... in some yeah. extras to allocate so i did no, the math and that doesn't i think he might on like certain levels get more points like maybe at like 10 probably yep he might uh there's also the factor that um uh he at different points he starts banking some of the points he gets from the daily quests Mm-hmm. Um, so that he's like, okay, I've and this is actually where we are in the manga. He pump he pumps strength first because he he doesn't want to be the weakest anymore, which in all honesty doesn't make quite a bit of sense. But um after he levels up a couple of times, like, okay, now I understand what some of these other stats do. I'm gonna start boosting my stats a bit more evenly. And you know, what you know, what are good stats to add points to? Yes, he follows the the Tao of Dark Souls, which is that uh, Dex is gay. Happy Pride, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I I do like how he's like, I could pump up my intelligence. I don't need that. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like what somebody who has uh, low int would say. (laughs) He seems to think that intelligence isn't directly applicable to his actual intelligence. He thinks it's more like the magic stat. Yeah. Is his logic there? So, which, which I suppose makes sense because he's living in MMO world. But like, dude, you've been pumping strength, and you see your body getting ripped. Get physically, yeah, get physically more muscular. I think he does consider the fact that that might actually affect his his actual intelligence. In addition, but the, he says this a little bit later on. He forgoes intelligence, and he's saying, "I'm gonna forego it for now because it doesn't synergize with any of the other stats I'm working on currently." Right, he's got he's got his build to think about. Yeah, if I find a use for this, I'll start pumping in. But for right now, uh, the the synergy between strength and dexterity is more important because it allows me to hit my target and then one shot them when I do. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, he's worried if he keeps only dumping into strength, it's going to make him look into some <laughs> kind of giant muscle man. <laughs> yeah, look like a look like a. I, I love his little uh, mental image. Check out these guns. Yeah. So anyway, he's signing out of the hospital because what he's been doing off screen is every time he's gotten a loot box, he's been opening the loot box. And he said a lot of the time it's just a junk item like Band-Aids or some nonsense. And I'm like, what? hold on. Yeah. So back when I thought this was one of your awards for doing a daily quest, I'm like, that's just awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily this time he pulled a rare drop or it might even be uncommon because rare means something in this, but whatever. It's a key to a dungeon. 
Its name is in green, which makes me think it's uh, uncommon, but that's probably just my wow brain. I think it is uncommon. But anyway, he goes, it's a key to a dungeon, so he steps into the instance dungeon uh, all by his lonesome, (laughs) because I know the first thing I would do when... When I am a uh, a lobby dumbass, is immediately goes solo a dungeon after I got killed in the last one. Yeah, yeah, because um, he really doesn't have a reason other than he got the key. So let's go check it out. Desert, notwithstanding the uh, it's referred to as the system, like his MMO stuff. The system has been uh supportive of him. And it's like there's that there's that big red flag of don't do what I say and I will punish you, which, you know, <laughs> that that comes up a little bit later. Um, but like there there is sort of I think he has the idea that the you know, it's like, how did he survive for four hours with the centipede? I think he I think he has the impression that the dunge- that the system isn't going to try to kill him, that it's that it's trying to get him to, you know, do things and it needs him alive. Uh, plus it is uh i i just uh opened up the uh mon what's an e rank uh so like it's technically his level mm-hmm. technically which is also a lie <laughs> <laughs> because as we know he is trash rank but so the dungeon itself is at the gate of a subway entrance mm-hmm. uh and it's weird because he kind of walks through and then the gate materializes behind him and he can still still see people walk by him but they can no longer see him he's like oh i must be in a new dimension he's in an instance dungeon which so he can't interact with other uh with other npcs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah as uh as he begins to make his way into this dungeon where honestly the plot of this can actually begin um, (laughs) yeah We uh, we'll probably need to take a little bit of a break right now. Yeah, it's a good thing to uh, pause, uh, eat and drink, get your food buffs up before going into a dungeon. So we'll be right back. And welcome back to the show, folks. Leroy Jenkins. Oh my God, he just went in. I get, I give him a thirty-three point three three repeating, of course, uh, chance of success. A uh, little, little bit of a dour note. If you understood that meme, uh, you're going to die soon. I'm pretty sure you qualify for a senior discount. Ask at your local grocery store. Feels <laughs> so old. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're we're going to. Uh, reach the MMO classic of killing a whole bunch of wolves until you level up. <laughs> now is the part where, uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking loved this so much. <laughs> the steel fang lichens. I also liked the episode of South Park where they grinded boars in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The, uh, <laughs> uh, this whole section was just, it, it, it's just a parade of hype. There's not a lot behind the eyes, but goddamn, I love it. <laughs> yeah, th- this was extremely popcorny, and I res- and I enjoyed it for that. I think really the only plot that comes out of it is that he's surprised to find that um, weapons are man- effective. 
Well, more importantly, he has the old man's sword in his inventory. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, he was holding it when he became a player, so... Uh, figures out how uh, the inventory works. Uh, I think the point of the scene with his sister is to establish that the system is voice commanded, but it doesn't really need that as established. But point, the big thing here is there is an extended fight scene with, uh, uh, with a, you know, a, a wolf monster in an RPG. God, I, the way that it, it builds up to a hype moment, then, you know, like takes it down a peg and then builds up again from there to a hype moment. It, it does it so effectively. It, like, mm. like recounting it beat for beat, honestly, it, it, it's reductive and takes away from makes, what makes it so cool. Uh, the, the one big thing that I uh, can't help but notice is that there is the one, like, sort of, like, not so much plot, but character thing, and maybe plot thing, is um, Sung has a, uh, has a bit of a, uh like attitude shift here um the more of these things that he fights and you know the more situations that you know he goes through uh dealing with these monsters gives him that confidence it starts off like like it's a like it's a horror manhwa but the more it goes on the more it becomes an action manhwa and mm. you can see the change in his expression and this is the point where i'm like is there going to be a, like, losing your true self kind of theme going on here? Like, like, uh -oh. the kind of, like, like, what kind of self-improvement is positive? And, you know, like, it, like, can there be negative self-improvement? He definitely has a negative character arc moment towards the uh, end of our reading. Like, is it going to focus heavily on that? Uh, later on, the end of our reading is, yes, that is exactly where this is going. It, 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 sa it says it very loudly. Uh, but as it, it turns out, when you gamify growth, you leave behind things that can't be easily quantified. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I mean, just like, there's so many cool moments. Like, um, there's one point where he looks at one of the wolves uh, and flashes back to the statues compared to those guys. You're so weak. And it cows the unknowable soulless death monster into retreating. It's so cool. <laughs> I love that. It was really cool. Granted, it was going to get reinforcements. And that's sort of what I mean by it does a really good job of going back and forth between, oh my god, that was so hype. Oh wait, it's getting worse. Oh my god, that's so hype. And it just builds on itself so well throughout this entire section. Mm -hmm. And as a counterpoint, if you don't enjoy an endless parade of power fantasies, not the arc for you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the entire rest of the manhwa. Yeah, yeah, not not the manhwa for you. It's uh it's building up to, hey, here's a problem. Don't worry. I'm super good at solving this problem. Mm -hmm. And by that's the full a, story. Like <laughs> by having a really big number. So what, what, the question I brought up earlier is his um, uh, his refresh thing he gets from leveling up. That's gotta heal his HP then, because he's been fighting these wolves and they were doing damage to him early on. Yeah, that mm. was kind of my takeaway that it also would heal his HP. Whether or not he would get a full top up, I don't know. I but use that here. Maybe maybe he gets a full HP refresh on level up. Yeah, but... <laughs> like, like you do in an MMO. <laughs> I thought. He didn't use the refresh here but i could be wrong about that one so can he bank those endlessly or can he only use the what like that's not made clear well that yeah that's not been made clear yet 
Because otherwise, mm. that means he's got like 10 of them sitting in his inventory if it's not. Yeah. It, it's questions that cause me to not enjoy this. <laughs> uh, it's it's questions that make me want to know more, personally. Yeah, uh, same. You can read the novel, because there is one. Why? I don't, I don't think I want to read the novel. Only, <laughs> the novel would be all the not fun parts of this. Yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably would be more of a lore dump, if that's what you want to know. I'm going to be honest, I don't think there's more lore in the novel. I think the novel is just more stats. Which, I mean, does technically answer the question that we're currently asking, but I still don't want to sit through that. I do like how the inventory system has a uh, has a sell feature and also a premium shop that he can't access yet. Presumably, not, as he has not put in a credit card. He is not high enough level to <laughs> buy things from the shop. But he can... Oh, because that's the other thing, is the monsters drop, like, actual monster loot, not the mana crystals they drop for regular people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he can sell that stuff at the shop for gold. And he's like, 20 gold. I wonder what that is in... Um, Juan. Juan. Mm -hmm. Which we don't get an answer for, actually. And then in the next dungeon he's in, he gets essence crystals. In the next dungeon he's in, he's also doing it for extra money, too. So I don't think he mm -hmm. finds out. I think his instance dungeons that he gets for his solo stuff doesn't give the essence crystals. But the... But the, like, regular portals do. Well, because, yeah, he comes to the realization, like, midway through fighting these wolves or kind of near the end, that mm. they are being re- This isn't, like, living creatures that you fight the magical beast in a dungeon. These are- They're like, fighting. Yeah, they're fighting in a video game. They also attack with, like, the same attack patterns. So they're, like, a simulation. And he comes mm. to the conclusion that the system is creating this to train him. I like how it does give him the title of Wolf Assassin. You have increased damage against beast type enemies. I, yeah. He well, is like, he has reached like peak sympathy that the game is literally trying to help you. Yeah, I was about to say this, this title is like someone who, this is someone who wrote a novel about playing MMOs without playing MMOs because it's just like, hey, here's a flat 40% damage boost to beast type enemies. Against, yeah, against the type, yeah. <laughs> that would well, be an know, insane it thing. Would be like, it would be like 10% or something. I, it would probably be more like one to five. Uh, 40% is insane. That is insane. 40% makes sense for a single player game. Yes. You got a simp for the hot ones. That's it what this game is. It wouldn't be a reward for killing the same enemy over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that too. But it's We like, haven't even gotten to like the monkeys or anything yet. It's just, oh, just well, wolves. No, the monkeys kind of show up. They just show up less often than the wolves, so... And the panthers. There are panthers, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't get wolf killer achievements for them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he resolves to... Uh, so he stays in there grinding and leveling for a bit. And then he's like, He's All able right. to find... Uh, he was told that the way of getting out of the instance dungeon is either to use a hearthstone or, def or to defeat the instance boss. Mm. And there's a moment where he's like, Well, I found the hearthstone. Probably can't beat the boss. The smart thing to do would be to leave now. I'm not going to do the smart thing because I didn't put any points in it. <laughs> I, I like that. Well, yeah. I, I didn't to, learn from my prior traumatic experience. To be fair, he's, he's doing the I don't understand the stat system level of playing RPGs where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm mostly putting it in strength. 
but I'm putting a spare point in each of them to keep them around the same level because I don't know how to min-max this system. <laughs> well, I when he levels, it's automatically putting one in. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it automatically. So when he levels up, he gets five points, but it's automatically one in every stat. Whereas when he does the daily quest, he only gets three points, uh, but he can put them wherever he wants. That makes more sense. Okay, that that was not clear. <laughs> He's uh, uh, transitioned into full Determinator protagonist. So, of course, I, I'm on board with this. And as a guy who uh, likes uh, soloing stuff way above his level in MMOs, I sympathize with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy watching the rage. It's worth watching Sam play. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I like, I don't know why you thought that would be a good idea, but I'm here for it. Because I needed to know if I could. <laughs> you're, you're so angry about something that was completely your fault. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We also learned that uh, he can, maybe it's just in these instance dungeons because it doesn't come up again, but he can see the names of the enemies and they are color-coded based on how uh, dangerous they are compared to his level. And he has killed so many of the Steel Fang Glycans that they are, have now become uh, white uh, name enemies, meaning that they are not worth his time. They are, they are, uh, they are below his level. Yeah, uh, the the ranking system, and I, I actually like this because this is again one of those moments where, because uh, uh, I mean, like, I'm probably going to get uh, derision from this, but I feel like one of the things that solo leveling does so well is his growth feels so earned. Yeah, I I kind of figured that'd be your reaction, but it feels sure. so earned to me. The thing I really like is he started off with everything being the highest, the the highest like rank color is red. The next one below that is orange, and then white is the lowest. When he decides to go after the actual boss, you would expect it to be red because that's sort of how you how that sort of thing is usually uh set out, but it's actually only orange. <laughs> He's actually been grinding for so long that uh, what would narratively be like the supposedly impossible challenge is just eh, maybe a little bit too high for you. Which makes sense because it's an mm. instance dungeon. So mm. realistically, if you beat enough of the enemies to get to the end, it should just be a regular challenge. Yeah, it should just be mm -hmm. like the one rank above what everything else would be. And it's the big snake. <laughs> the mandatory level 54 giga snake. I don't understand how he wins this fight. I <laughs> uh, well, give him big strong hug. He, he you see uh the big snake went and broke his sword so now it's this kind of pathetic it's this broken sword and he's not doing a challenge run in a dark souls game so the broken <laughs> sword is useless. So instead uh he dodges around until he gets uh a grab at the I was going to say it's neck, but it's a snake. It's all it, neck. It's all uh, neck. Just underneath its head, I guess. More effective choking. Who knows? And he's like, I've been pumping strength, crushing power. And I guess he chokes. It. He chokes it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure. That is that sure. is the extent of analysis of the death of the snake. He wins the end. Yeah. And he gets some cool loot. He gets some damn good loot. Yeah, he gets some poison that he's like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this. I'll just put it, save it for later. He gets a cool dagger. He, no, he gets the poison that in the item blot description says, this is a rare drop. Yeah. Wow, sure is convenient. He got it then. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but it's kind of a gimmick item because it uh, it gives you like a stone skin buff, but it causes muscle atrophy and makes you lose a buttload of strength. Well, it's it gives you like a 20% damage reduction and you lose 35 strength points. In a video game, that's a really cool decision. In the co concept of like a narrative manhwa, it's going to be he just has 35 extra points in strength that he's willing to go, you know, I'd rather have the damage reduction. And he's mm -hmm. going to spend it. Like, he already has a surplus of 35 points in this fight. Like, yeah, it, it's just math, which is all the points are math. It's if you like, mm -hmm. which clearly the novel sold well. So there is a genre of people who enjoy watching numbers tick up. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is the entire. Uh... They're called all MMO players. Yeah, not just MMOs, but RPGs in general. But uh, the dagger is actually pretty cool. Uh, it is a uh, weapon, you know, beyond just being a stabby weapon. Uh, it's also got a paralyze effect and a bleed effect. I do love my dots. I like <laughs> how the bleed effect doesn't have a time limit. <laughs> yeah, so, I did yeah. notice that. <laughs> so I guess everything you fight dies in a hundred seconds. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like, that just means you have, like, hemophilia, right? Yeah. <laughs> So actually, the time... some, snake, some snake venom does actually do that to you. So I, I can only assume there's an implied time limit. There has to it. be a time limit. Yeah, no, there and has to be. Until you bleed limit. out the end. <laughs> that would only make sense if the bleed damage is compounding. So it's constantly 1% of your remaining total. I, honestly, they, they don't give a time limit. It also doesn't matter. We also have not seen the bleed effect used to that extent. Uh, so it doesn't matter for the sake of our reading at the moment. Yeah, but... <laughs> go up in our reading. <laughs> the duration of the bleed doesn't matter. Oh, no. From what I've read of this manga, I don't imagine it will ever be important. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But, uh, <laughs> we do have a moment that I really liked. Just for how, like, uh, it was so stupid. Uh, Mance comes out of his instance dungeon, uh, to the, to the army being like, Wait, when the hell did you get here? Wait, wh why are you here? Oh, did a gate open? Oh, world boss event. Neat. <laughs> and the thing that really cracked me up was there's this giant, like, golem. And there's a group of uh, hunters fighting it. Um, but it's like this really powerful monster. They're all barely staying alive. They, they, they're going to lose this uh, battle of attrition. We need higher ranker hunters to get here to break its armor. Ah! And meanwhile... <laughs> There is this peanut gallery of the crowd of civilians standing there like Twitch chat critiquing them during the boss fight. The army's like, everyone, please, please leave. Please leave. They, you are in imminent mortal peril. Their DPS is so low. Well, a lot of people are complaining about how, uh, man, I'm going to be late for work. It's causing so much collateral damage. Our property values are going to go down. It's a C-rank monster, right? Yeah, yeah. C-rank. So it's kind of like less that people are terrified that it will eventually be vanquished. It's just, come on, like, get it together, guys. Take care of this. But like, it, it, it speaks to the, it speaks to the state of the world. Because I recall um, uh, in uh, Jurassic World, the idea of uh, uh, people getting bored of dinosaurs. And one of the critiques I heard of that movie is that how could you get bored of real life living breathing dinosaurs you can get bored of anything <laughs> because it's real life 
like these fantasy monsters are just real life to these people and they've seen this problem be solved before in an almost mundane kind of way so the fact that they're having this infuriating reaction is so real for a world that's been dealing with this problem for as long as it has yeah it's kind of like when the cows get out sometimes and then you're like oh god now we have to stop traffic come on come now we have now we have to deal with this again except it's a giant death monster i do like <laughs> the fact that despite the fact this is a c-rank monster the people they have fighting it are a couple of b-ranks and a c-rank but they can't take it out because none of them have like damage dealing output they're a tank mm -hmm. a healer and a support class so it's and like like fighting in a, a war of attrition as they yeah, say and it's just like man what you really need is some damage output oh how convenient the main character who's specced into an assassin class is here <laughs> <laughs> and he's like huh they really just need to break the armor i've got this broken sword that i don't need anymore so uh yeet i'm out he just whips the broken sword with all of his power and one shots the boss by taking out like a quarter of its head. And mm -hmm. he doesn't feel that. And, and like white mage girlfriend is there. He doesn't feel the need to go up and say hi or anything. He just pieces out. No, because he's kind Speed. of come to the conclusion at this point. He shouldn't tell anyone about his abilities. Yeah, because they have like a little sideway where she's still like going through PTSD and he's like, the last thing I need to do is like further, you yeah. know, solicit those feelings of guilt and the fact that she wasn't able to protect him and then have her like relive the trauma that she's obviously still reliving. So he's like, it's just easier for me not to say hi. I do There's... like the world building that B ranks are in such high demand. They had to rip this girl out of her intensive PTSD therapy to... Yes. <laughs> to to deal with the situation. Yeah, there, uh, there's also the factor where uh, uh, Sung does note, uh, uh, there, there are reasons why I don't want to uh, affect my uh, friend uh, socially for all that's going on. I also don't want to be a science experiment, because if the government finds out about this, I will be in a lab. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> also, also, Sung kind of has an off mention where he's like, I'm still going through my trauma as well. And I'm like, kind of. You seem Sorry. to be dealing with it pretty well, bud. <laughs> He's dealing with it by literally punching things. Yeah, I'm sure that could never uh, backfire. Because it, it gets brought up during the snake boss fight, right? His legs freeze up and he oh, just no. kind of overpowers it? Or No, it's during the, the initial fight with the first uh, wolf mob. Okay, so yeah, that's... He, he even he even as much as says to himself, I thought I had gotten over my trauma, but then, you know, flash to the god statue and he's like nope yes i didn't this is one of the horror moments where the sword he'd been using got uh stuck in some rubble and it's a moment of helplessness but i really like this moment because there's he feels helpless it takes him back to that place but then he realizes these things are nothing compared to what i dealt with before you know that's what lets him rally and attack again and that's that's right before he cows one of the instanced monsters and white mage girlfriend is also, you know, she's having her flashbacks in the middle of the boss fight, but she's like, nope, nope, just keep going, just keep muscling through it, because if I don't, I'm never going to be able to do this again. She also has the Mary Jane reaction at the end when they're, like, looking around going like, hey, wait, that was thrown by some hunter in the background. And she's just like, wait, Sung Jin Woo? And I'm like, you, you would not have noticed he was in the crowd at all. <laughs> he was, in fact, very far back from the crowd.
He wasn't even at the back of the crowd. He was away from the back of the crowd. You say that, but then when the army guy is looking for him, he looks for him literally like three people deep. <laughs> army guy seems to think he was much closer to the front of the crowd than he was. Yeah, but then he's all like, Speedwagon withdraws coolly. <laughs> That's 100% because they didn't want to draw a crowd of people, but... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we have uh, we have the scene alluded to earlier where he's getting ripped in the hospital and the nurse is just like, oh, no, he's hot. <laughs> well, better jeopardize my career by asking for a patient's phone number. <laughs> that is a funny joke. I love that joke. It was pretty funny. It's also just the power fantasy of I'm hot now. Women want women will approach me. Oh, yeah. I was uh, as soon as I saw, a, you know, female nurse going to. Uh, talk to him while he's in the middle of doing his push-ups i'm like all right and here comes the parade of uh, getting <laughs> we we cut back to him in his uh apartment where he's he gets berated by his landlord of like why weren't you picking up the phone i'm trying to collect rent dude i was in the hospital oh you, you say that landlords very forgiving they're like oh yeah hey, if you don't have it do you need me to like hold it for two months and i'm like buddy it doesn't sound like your situation was as dire as you were making it out in chapter one like there were other options <laughs> yeah no, i just found it i just found it funny that the the landlord was getting ready to be all angry and blustering well, yeah. over the phone and then as soon as he hears bro i was in the hospital oh oh okay uh, do you need like time <laughs> he like like the landlord it wants to be uh like that kind of hardliner landlord but he just can't <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, that situation would have uh, like like conveying that would have been better uh, to you know dial back on the wooby a little. Also, he's just like, by the way, I deposited this month's rent, so it's like this month's rent was never a problem. Oh, no, he said he'll deposit it later, and then he's like, ah, actually, I do need money. Maybe I could go do a quick pickup group dungeon. Okay, I didn't get that he needed the money from doing a thing. I thought he had the money. He's just like, well, I could always make more money was kind of the casual vibe he's given off here. I think the reason why you got that impression, there's a shift in his character at this point because earlier on, he absolutely had a victim complex, 100%. Mm. And at this point, he is starting to come to the realization that if I just do things... I can actually succeed at stuff. Ah, uh, yes. The power fantasy of being a competent human being. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for some, that is a lofty ambition. You know, maybe uh, that's why I don't vibe with this style of things. I just live this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just live where the character ends. <laughs> like, no, oh man. <laughs> things just work out. Oh, uh, turns out if you don't be a dumbass about things, uh, life goes a little easier. There's a distinctive character shift where he is acting like less of a victim. That's the reason why he's reacting so casually. It's not, where am I going to get the money from? It's, oh, I guess I should just go do the job that I am now, that I now feel uh, qualified for. I, I also like how he's still kind of got that lingering mindset of like, I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of a pathetic dead weight. Uh, because he goes to do this pickup group thing. He, he's pugging this dungeon and... Uh, they're like, yeah, we just really need uh, enough people to meet the requirements uh, for regulations to let us into this uh, level of dungeon. So you're just going to you're just going to carry the loot. Yeah, because as mentioned earlier, they they set the, the difficulty of dungeons lower than people's ranks so that they don't have a high casualty rate. Mm -hmm. So you need a certain number of people, you know, 
presumably all of those people would be contributing, but there are some people who are like, I don't care if I'm risking my life. I, you know, I know I'm competent enough to do this. So they just grab some people to, um, uh, to technically fill out the party. The it's like, it's like D and D hirelings. Like it's, Hey, mm -hmm. you're going to come into the dungeon with us. We're not going to expect you to do any work. You're just there to carry our gear, maybe hold a torch so we can see. And you get a flat rate and we get, to split whatever the money our way we've we've got 35 people uh i don't know you got a couple of level 58 alts that you can bring to molten core tonight so yeah sung jin Wu is just there going uh yeah i'm just getting paid like two million won to carry a bag so i i think he's kind of just vibing with the fact i don't have to do anything and i'm making just as much money if not more than being in an e-rank dungeon i get the impression i don't have any like anything in the text to support this but i sort of get i sort of get the impression that he did this sort of thing a lot but he also would try to like physically contribute anyway and that was where a lot of his injuries were coming from i think this is the highest rank dungeon he's done before yeah because he was always worried about his own life but now he's not worried about that at all this is yeah. just mm -hmm. easy guaranteed money more importantly he doesn't have to risk standing out which is something he's very concerned with yeah, and yeah. I, again, I don't have textual evidence to point to for this, but I, I get the feeling that he was doing that for, like, he was doing this job for lower-ranked dungeons, but like, ah, maybe I'll try fighting anyway, and he ends up getting in a fight that hurts him. <laughs> that would certainly make sense. <laughs> it justifies these people putting up with him. You need uh, 10 people to go into a dungeon of this rank, and they've only got eight, so we've got one more pickup guy. <laughs> and I love, I love Rich Kid. <laughs> and his very shiny armor my daddy let me use his credit card to play this game eugene <laughs> <laughs> ho the, the twink all just i use twink as the mmo term the mmo term <laughs> he is definitely not twink the normal term he is he is uh very worked out mm. but not too worked out it also might be the armor that's doing it it probably the armor. oh almost but... surely yeah <laughs> He's he 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 has all of the premium gear that only noobs you noobs with a credit card use. He's got a constellation horse for his mount. He's his his character design is very much um my dad owns a business so I spend all my time in the hotel gym kind of mm -hmm. deal. Like mm -hmm. he's He's in shape because he has the time and money to do so. He, I love this guy because he's so friendly and it feels like it's going to be that thing where it's like, uh, this rich guy pretending to be friendly, but when the, but when the cards are down, he's going to be a selfish asshole like the rest of, no, he's just a nice guy. Oh no, Sam, I a hundred percent was reading this as, ah, yes, this is the power fantasy of having a rich friend who owes you a favor. Mm. I'm just on the lookout for power fantasies in this manga at this point. <laughs> like you, you ended up being right in that regard, but I was so ready for this guy to be like this sneering superior villain of, do you know who my daddy is? The version that you were expecting, Sam, is that Sung would then would have the opportunity to tear down the rich kid, uh -huh. you know, tear down the bully, which is also a power fantasy thing. But don't ah. worry, we instead get the power fantasy of you all underestimated me. <laughs> <laughs> yes because uh they go into this dungeon uh which is full of creepy crawly ants and uh, had some flashbacks to the first arc where uh sung was like oh 
I'm using my powers of situational awareness. I will now save the party by pointing out something obvious. They're coming from above. It, it ends up just being fine because this is actually a competent group of adventurers. Yeah, they, they have a mage in the party that just casts fireball. Uh-huh. I don't care how big the room is. I cast fireball. Meanwhile, Sung's bored and he accidentally kicks his way through an ant because he's like, <laughs> I should do something. And that causes a whole thing where the party's like, hold on, this wasn't killed by one of us. It looks like it was ripped apart with its bare hands. Is there a higher level magical beast in here? Meanwhile, Sung's just like, don't notice me. <laughs> also, conveniently, yes, that was the actual explanation. The first one that they noticed was the one that Sung kicked, but then there's like the 35 billion other ones that are like that too, which that was the dungeon's boss doing that. Mm -hmm. I also like how incredibly unsubtle these villains are because the the leader uh, of the- My man, <laughs> this, this... Mr. Huang Dong Suck. <laughs> <laughs> Love that name. No notes. <laughs> Absolutely no notes. I, I'm sure there's a more appropriate way to pronounce that name, but as I was reading, it was Wang Dong Suck. No lie, literally, he had to pause, come over, and tell me specifically about this man's name. I, I needed to tell everybody about Wang Dong Suck. Meanwhile, being the person I am, I was just like, I honestly didn't even notice. Jay. <laughs> No one believes that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Wang Dong suck. He's kind of got that, like, uh, Kafka dad. He looks like he sucks Wangs. It does. Yes. Excuse me. The man sucks doll. When he's pretending to be a good guy, he gives off the sort of, like, dad energy that Kafka does. How from... dare you mention them in the same sentence? He's basically evil asshole Kafka. Yeah, he's pretending to be the nice he's dad. Yeah, he's pretending to be Kafka when he's really... I mean, barely pretending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I say most unsubtle villain ever, because Wang Dong suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes up to Sung and he's like, hey, good instincts there, man. Uh, how did you know they were going to come from the ceiling? Uh, instincts. Huh? Yeah, well, I hope your instincts don't pick up something unintended. <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> and then uh he immediately spends the rest of the arc being uh shadowed and leering malevolently into uh into the camera he basically <laughs> just goes up to the man and just goes man you're a good judge of character i hope not too good like what <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> he is comically obviously evil uh, the, the thing is, they actually do a good job of, if it weren't for all of the, like, shadow-faced, red-eye menacing panels of him, when he's in nice mode, he actually does come off like he could be a not-evil character. I mean, like, if I had to think of the most giving, generous person I know, first name that comes to mind would be Wang Dong. Wang Dong Suck. <laughs> oh, uh, spare me. <laughs> I think I think it's the prevalence of the cut, which again that sort of gets to the whole solo leveling. You don't have to repeat yourself so often, you know. Oh, don't worry, they will. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I say that I did miss the ten years bit because it wasn't repeated fifty times. So I don't know, glass houses perhaps, but yes, uh, Wong ba uh, Bandle Snatch over here. Uh... <laughs> 
I, another thing I like is that rich kid is constantly being like, Sung, get behind me. I'll protect you. I I know that you're. Uh, this is only my first time in this raid, but uh, I, I'm a D-ranker thanks to my gear, so I need to help protect my uh, E-ranker Kohai. You know what? I appreciate his enthusiasm. He's not completely making himself useless. He is assessing the situation and acting accordingly. He's doing his best. He's so yes. out of his depth. Rich kid is slandered by literally everyone, including Sung, and does not deserve it. Yeah. He really yeah. doesn't. I mean, He's a nice guy. Rich, rich kid could easily just tell like Sung to go and protect himself, but he jumps in and says, "No, I want to participate. I'm technically stronger than you. Yes, I bought my own gear and it looks pretty swank and everything, but I'm actually going to try to protect you because, yeah, that's what a hero does." Yes, I went to the cash store for this MMO. That does not make me better than you. Only shinier. But uh, they make their way through the dungeon and they find their way into uh, the boss's lair, uh, which happens to be loaded with resource nodes. Uh, specifically, uh, raw mana crystals, the uh, magic crystals that... And this is another one where it's like, uh, boy, this is some cool, uh, cool world building. I'd like uh, drip fed to me through a manhwa form and don't want to have to read about it dryly in a novel. The fact that the uh, crystals are so valuable is because they're they're being incorporated into technology, particularly as power sources. Mm-hmm. And uh, those mana crystals are just basically pure, like like they're they're a physical, they're like a rock made of pure energy. Also, really difficult to mine because you uh, the dungeon door only stays open for an hour after killing the boss, and all so, of the all of the mana crystals are in the boss room with the sleeping boss. So it's an obvious trap. Hey, did we bring the mining equipment? Ah, man, you know I left it in my car. Ah, man, we gotta go back and get it. Hey, the boss is asleep. Uh, you two newbies, stay here to keep guard. We're going to go get the mining equipment and be right back. This entire time, I'm like, what is Jin Woo been carrying? <laughs> There's mining carry- yeah. carrying mining picks. Yeah, you can see the picks and shovels in his back. He has been carrying mining equipment. So I, I'm going to be honest, everything this gang does, I do not understand the logic for. The thing, the thing that I take away from all of this is uh, you is a naive idiot. And that's who they were expecting both of them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meanwhile, here's Sung, who's like, yeah, I caught on to what you were doing like five-ish minutes into us meeting. I'm just going to not poke this bear and hope I can find a way out of this before it gets out of control. Because he doesn't think he can 1v8 them. Also... More importantly, we should point out, uh, this whole thing kind of got elevated a level in tension because when they found the mana crystals, Sung was just like, oh, neat, that's cool. And they were like, man, we're going to make so much money. This divided nine ways is going to go so well for us. And Rich Boy has to go, excuse me, Sung, could you please give me your contract? Hmm, ne'er-do-well benefactors here. I must say, Sung's contract does not state whether or not the mana crystals would be divided equally. He needs an equal part of the share. It says here that only the loot dropped by the monsters he will not be able to partake of. But these are resources in the cave. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, hey, maybe, maybe the people who are stronger than you in an area where you can be murdered without any... <laughs> Like, cause there, there's no, there's no like cameras or anything to record. Maybe, 
maybe just acknowledge they have the deal and take your two million won and just deal with it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's he's also a naive rich kid who hasn't had a lot of life experience. So, oh, he he needs some life experience. Then, uh huh. Yeah, he he's being an idiot. Like, <laughs> this is a bad decision. But uh, it's like, so we're gonna go get the mining gear. We'll be right back. All right, blow the cave. <laughs> so. Here's my main point of confusion. They blow up the cave, and that causes a cave-in, sealing the yes. two, Sung and the rich kid, in with the boss monster and all the mana crystals. Yes. I understand that their plan is that will buy them time to go out, grab some gear, and then go back in and do the mining. However, they are also aware that caving in that caused the boss monster to wake up. So would not digging through the cave-in also wake the boss monster up. No, because they address it in um, in their plan is that they're betting the boss will eat eat them and, you know, have have the um, itis and fall back asleep. Yeah, here, here's the sequence of events as, as their plan had it work. They cause the cave-in, which wakes up the boss. The boss kills the, the two red, who they thought were red shirts. Then the boss goes back to sleep. They come in with all of the mining equipment, like because they do bring other stuff back. And when they open the the seal again, they have an hour to mine and get out with the with the two witnesses gone. And now they don't have to share the spoils with them. Okay, so it was just to buy them time to set up something to expedite getting out of there with to, the crystals. Then? Yeah, to get out yeah. with to get out with a uh, with more crystals than they otherwise would have. You know what? I I take it back. I should have given Wang Dong Suck more credit. <laughs> Wang Dong Suck is a man who plans ahead. <laughs> Wang Dong Suck is never surprised by things that just come out of nowhere. So anyway, uh, Spider is indeed awake, and. Sung is like, eh, don't worry, I got this. Oh, actually, I don't got this. I've been fighting this thing for like 10 minutes and I haven't even heard it. Oh, God. I love this fight. It, this, is, this is purely the art that I love this fight for. It's not, there, there is one moment of strategy that I think is really cool, which is <laughs> the thing that we already mentioned, which mm-hmm. Matt hates. I hate it so much because this entire fight is him going like, oh yeah, I've worked real hard, but am I at the apex of where I've worked towards? Is this a challenge too far for me? Oh no, I've been fighting it for 10 minutes. Oh, I'm my uh, time bar is ticking up and up. I'm at 70. Will I make it to 100? Well, no, I've fought this enough. Time to use my thing I've had in my inventory to heal all of this and then continue the fight. I guess if we're just going to dare smock in a shit, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I loved that so much. It was a good way of using the gamification of the entire thing to uh, to make use of that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because because the the whole thing is he's he's gotten to the point where he doesn't need to use the status recovery after his daily quests. Like it's shown how far he's come, and he didn't like it. Like he thinks to use it in a way for which it wasn't originally intended which is one of the most fun things to do in a video game, finding an, uh, finding an exploit like that. I mean, if you can just bank them, isn't that the intended use, though? See, I don't know if he can bank multiples of them. I don't know. It, didn't, it hasn't explained yet. You're right. They don't, they don't tell you this. So until I hear otherwise, I'm assuming he has 10 of them just waiting around because we never see him use it otherwise. So it's like, cool. <laughs> what is known is that uh, he 
this uh, invigorates him enough to use his new speed up power to uh, leap up and get a critical hit on the spider's eyes, uh, which insta gives it. I thought, uh, <laughs> okay, th this was a little silly because uh, he was like, if I can just land one attack, I can use the paralysis in order to uh, get the chance to deal some real damage. Aha, my chance. I have now stabbed it in the eye and hit it with the paralysis. Now my chance to do real damage. Next panel, spider explodes. <laughs> so yeah, was the deal that his status effects weren't going on because he wasn't hitting a weak point or because his exhaustion was too high? It was because he wasn't hitting a weak point. He was like hitting its, uh, he, he was hitting its exoskeleton and the, and it, the status effects weren't getting through. Yeah, initially, initially he was just fighting it and like sort of, I mean, he was learning it. He was learning the boss's attack patterns. So he wasn't getting the status effects off because he wasn't hitting a weak point. But by the time he realized what he was supposed to do, he was too tired. He didn't have the agility to get to the weak spot. And that's when he uses the status recovery to uh, get rid of the fatigue. And he's able to go in and hit the weak spot. Hit the weak spot for massive damage. Anyway, Rich Kid's been watching this whole thing and is coming to the slow realization that he is a false leveler, which is someone who has the capability to hide their power level when they're being ranked at the beginning. And that is done almost exclusively by serial killers who love <laughs> murdering people in the depths of the thing. I'm like, this is weird that this is public knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's smurfing. And I'm like, yeah, he's he's smurfing it. What's the big deal? That means he's gonna kill me. <laughs> he's a what? player killer. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, he's a smurfing player killer. Okay, I wonder if false leveler then is a game term that I just didn't recognize. Yeah, I th I think uh I think the false ranker was them like coming up with their own universe word for smurfing. They're not gonna call them smurfs in universe because that that goes back to like a fake like like a an I, alt. I'm also wondering if smurf is what you would call it in Korea too is the thing. Ooh, like that, okay. Yeah no that's mm, a fair point. I, like I, a... <laughs> I, I doubt that would work. Mm. Well yeah that's true. There is a there's a fun bit where uh 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 they had a little uh uh translator note about how uh, he's celebrating with a chicken dinner and you know, like mentioning that uh, chicken is uh, is considered more of a luxury food in Korea. This is a little segue, but uh, several decades ago, you know, before chicken was widely manufactured, it was also a luxury in this country as well, mm -hmm. the United States. So, it's, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Used to be a thing. Used to actually mean something. Yeah. No, I, that was a, that was just a cool moment where, because you mentioned the idea of uh, the terminology maybe having something to do with the way you'd phrase it in Korean. Uh uh, that was another case where it's like, boy, that's a cultural thing I didn't know. Neat. Chicken is uh, delicious. More people chicken, eat it. Chicken is delicious, yes. Come at me, vegans. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he uh, he defeats the spider, and uh, Rich Kid is immediately like, oh, yes, sir, uh, you must be tired. Here, have a water bottle. Ha <laughs> let me just start mining up these resources for you. I'll carry the heavy pack. Don't worry about it. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. <laughs> And also conveniently, exactly as this has happened, uh, the other team comes back in because uh, they looked up the rich kid as they were just kind of laying back waiting because they're like, oh man, he probably has some connections. We should probably deal with like getting a funeral together and see if the dad has any money. Uh, and they realize their mistake and immediately within 10 minutes come back in to go try and claim the body because uh, rich kid's dad is very rich. Mm-hmm. 
He's this massive construction magnate that has like a bajillion dollars. He's the only construction guy who didn't flee the country. <laughs> All the construction sites that are literally where every gate happens in this manhwa are his. Yeah, so uh, uh, we were going to take you as a, as a hostage, but now we're going to make you a com- uh, an accomplice. Kill the newbie. No? Okay, blast him. You're higher ranked than him and you're more valuable to us alive, so... Uh, be an accomplice and kill him for us, or we will kill both of you. Well, because the deal is they're like, hey, we're going to kill both of you, but if you murder him, then you're not going to admit that we tried to murder you because then you're going to go to jail for murder. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like that whole deal. Except I think if his dad is as rich as they seem to imply, that doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Could just, he could just uh, lawyer his way out. But um... uh, but then we get the part where... um the the uh helpful text box um really loves murder <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is this is the part where i'm like yes i did notice a brewing theme because <laughs> the quest log pops up uh, with emergency quest enemies are nearby eliminate all enemies otherwise you're dead there's eight of them kill them hold on sam no it phrases it more like Hey, there are eight people trying to murder you. This is justifiable self-defense. Commit eight homicides, or else you'll face a penalty. The penalty is your heart will stop. Right, yep, that was it. <laughs> and it's, it, like, it's so hostile. It's one of those ones where it's like, there's, there's the red flag earlier on with the whole, like, the penalty game of escaping the centipede for, for four hours. But, like, this is the point where it's like, yes, the system does want me to be stronger, and it is, strictly speaking, here to help me, but it definitely has its own agenda, and it does not care what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, it sets it up by like, hey, you're not accepting surrender. These eight people need to die. And while he's like trying to parse through this, uh, the mage, uh, definitely not Soren Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, he goes and uh, hits him with a fireball that blasts him into a wall. And it's like, all right, well, we've killed the newbie. Uh, kidnap the rich kid now. And uh, Sung is lying there in the rubble. Like, I kind of forgot that these uh, dungeons were uh, the law of the jungle. I had uh, actually gotten so used to being carried while I was completely worthless that I just sort of assumed these things weren't deadly. And Sam, you're making this sound so reasonable, but he's having like a <laughs> Vietnam War. Oh, well, if you're going to be animals, then I'm going to slaughter you like animals. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm playing it off very uh, rather cool, but he's. Uh, uh, like, chapters 23 and 24 are basically one long trauma flashback followed by murder. <laughs> Chapter 24 is literally half of its length is flashback. To the first arc, yeah. Uh, all layered over, uh, Sung finding various ways of saying, it's kill or be killed. I have to fight my way out of this if I want to survive. They won't hesitate to kill me. I must destroy them. This is how I become stronger. The system needs me to be stronger. So there's some mind control going on here, right? (laughs) Like, there's gotta be. See, I don't think it is. I think that this is a character turn for Sung. This is Sung (laughs) just deciding I'm gonna just lean into murder. (laughs) Mm. Well, yeah, th- this is the negative character arc I was talking about. Yeah, before. this is the this is a negative character arc. He's never had power before. Now he does, 
and he has a justification in that the system is holding a gun to his head. How quick does he pull that pull that trigger? Says mm. something about the kind of person that he is. And this is what I was saying where, like, I sort of felt like there was an idea that, like, self-improvement can, like, you can, strictly speaking, improve, but not be better, you know? And I feel like that's sort of where Sung's character is currently going, and that a, that, like, a major, like, point of his character arc is him gaining strength but losing himself and the like final motion of the story is him winning his humanity back from the system mm -hmm. by making better choices by finding a way to not be controlled by it you know not literally controlled but you know you know emotionally and threat wise controlled yeah because oh boy he really does go uh zero to murder super quickly because he I, I love that panel because it's it's one of those ones where it's like a milk toast hero is going to like knock them out like because like you you can without killing them get out of this situation but the instant sung has the excuse that the system put a gun to my head he just walks up to one well one of them walks up to him he just immediately slits the guy's throat without even looking at him it is yeah, I cold. I don't know what that guy was doing, by the way. He just walks up and leans on him, going like, hey, we're planning to murder you. Well, because he thinks he's so much stronger than Sung. You just got uh, saw this guy get bodied by a fireball. Like, Yeah, the, the fact that he survived the fireball uh, should have been the clue. But, like, the thing is, they've done this before. So, like, he's overconfident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the one thing I will say is there is, like, the whole flashback to the God trial. Then when Sun starts the murdering, he's got like the same deep blue glowing eyes that the like the flashback goes from the god into him with those blow glowing eyes. Then there's him really enjoying murder for a couple of pages. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of tones down. So that's where I'm kind of coming from with like something's influencing him. <laughs> the glow in his eyes is also the same color as the flames that were in that room. So I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, the god statue is sort of behind the MMO program. There's also the thing that that flashback, I think, actually ends a little bit after he blacks out. So um, it's, hmm. presumably he goes feral in that mode as well. Yeah, so th it, there is absolutely a non-zero chance that he's being, like, actively manipulated. Like, like, there's some level of mind control here. The reason why I didn't read his... Um, uh, the eye glow is being uh, something affected by the statue is that the the eight party members who are doing the murder, they get red glow eyes. I'm, I think that the blue glow is a stylistic choice, but it is something to watch out for. Mm -hmm. You're right. There is an evil red statue that's controlling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, he, he murders the absolute heck out of them. It's uh, it's pretty brutal because we go back to being a horror man. Well, except our <laughs> except our... the protagonist is the one inflicting the horror. Is, is I the mean, slasher? Yeah, it's kind of also the power fantasy of oh man, these people wronged me. Well, that's what you get, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it's also doing that, and and they're like murdering thieves, so it's totally justified to kill them in the most brutal way possible for the fun. That that was that was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there won't be any consequences to this. Definitely not. Definitely no consequences to uh, uh, Wang Dong Suck. Uh, his last words being, do you know who my little brother is before he gets decapitated? 
And he, he does try and surrender is the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get Three, you've uh, already you've already doubled down that you're going to be a bad person and, and murder them. Like Yeah, Sung Sung Jinwoo has the great hero line of you've tried to kill me three times. You think I'm going to offer you mercy now? And I'm like, What I mean, do you, buddy? Hey, <laughs> you do you. Considering I'm in your head and I'm hearing how much you're enjoying murder at this moment, kind of flavors how I feel about that sentence, but you know. Well, and mm -hmm. and here here's the thing for me. And listen to the listen to the whole thing before you judge me too harshly for this assessment. No. <laughs> the system does have a gun to his head. That to me, like the way I read that fact isn't that he's only doing it cuz the system told him to. He's doing it because the system has given him an excuse. He doesn't even think to try to weasel his way out of the system's ultimatum. It's like uh, my life is on the line. I die if I don't do this. So he doesn't even think of trying to find a way out of it. Like, so it's it's not so simple as, it's not so simple that he's a murder hobo, but it it speaks to a layer deeper in his character that he was so quick to be willing to do this. Mm -hmm. I kind of throw the, he's got a gun to his head kind of by the wayside when he has that internal monologue of like, okay, yeah, system's going to use me. I'm going to use it right back. I'm going to be the strongest. Like, he's already justified it to himself that he's yeah, taking that choice. So like the gun to his head isn't really there anymore. Well, that's, that's the negative character arc. Okay. But yeah, he's, that can, that can mm -hmm. call his, his reasoning into motion when he's just like, I love murder. No. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Which was like I, the original I, point I was making. Yeah, I think I, I think we I, I think we did the classic thing of talking past each other like we often do. Oh, what, Jacob? <laughs> are you implying neither of us are actually listening to the other and we're just trying to make a point? <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, when has that ever happened? We never we'd never do that. Just like we'd never uh, mock a uh, character's name. Uh, unfortunately, now uh, we must say goodbye to Wang Dong Suck. Yep, and that, uh, hello uh, to his uh, little brother. That, that head does go flying off. Uh -huh. <laughs> Gushing everywhere. The final panel of our reading is, uh, well, we do have one delightful panel <laughs> where um, Rich Boy is cheapified and vomiting, which, yeah. Fair. <laughs> re reasonable. And then there's Sung standing there in the background with the glowy eye, just like. <laughs> oh. My favorite part of the ending here is the um, establishing shot of Washington, USA. Uh -huh. I'm like, Manwa, I'm real sorry. That's not enough information. <laughs> but, uh, and it shows this like huge muscle guy getting out of this massive bed to prove that he's in a rich people apartment. He's like, oh, did I have a strange dream? I'm all teary eyed. Yep. And the uh, younger, thicker Wang is weeping mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for the oh. the loss of the other Wang. All that blood loss deflated him. Oh my god! Where one Wang falters, <laughs> another rises. <laughs> another must rise. <laughs> and thus brings us to the end of our reading. Ah, uh, as always, the seminal question: <laughs> <laughs> favorite character, favorite fight. Gosh, I really. I, I do really want to like Sung as like my favorite character. I don't know. Maybe I've just been reading too much Legend of Drizzt lately, but uh, uh, victim complex boys who uh, 
will go to murder uh if they get a good excuse eh, it's it's old hat to me at, <laughs> at the moment yeah. uh i i really like rich kid though <laughs> you you is great he's he's so sweet he's just trying to help with his daddy's money and it, it, it's great i love him uh as for favorite fight um I know that it ends in a kind of confusing and sort of stupid way, but I like the big snake fight. Mostly because <laughs> the, the big snake is really cool. Yes, you're a scaly snake. Well, that was a oh. different direction I wasn't expecting. <laughs> okay. Not, not, not fair, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Not fair. It's a really cool looking snake, though. <laughs> uh, Jacob, favorite character, favorite fight? Uh... You and definitely not because I read ahead. <laughs> okay. I am I mean, most people's favorite character. <laughs> uh, uh, from, from the reading that we got, uh, Sung is the character who is delved into the most. And uh, seeing a series like this do an explicitly negative character arc is not common, at least as far as I've seen. So, uh, it's definitely really interesting, uh, and, you know, I love a Determinator, so pretty easy, uh, for that one. Favorite fight is hard for me because I pretty much loved all of them that weren't in the first arc. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the initial fight, like, the initial extended fight with the, uh, first the one wolf and then the two more. Uh, that ends when uh, Sung, you know, cows it back into the shadows because that has the full breadth of why I loved the fights in uh, solo leveling where you have like the sort of like almost horror aspect of, um, you know, like this is this is a video game made real would be horrifying, but you also have the really hype moments of, you know, uh main character rises to the occasion and does something really cool uh you know like it, it has that whole breadth to it um and it is a really cool transition point in his character and the story so i'll go with that one as my uh number one all right uh jay how about you um just kind of echoing a lot of jacob's points i really thought thought that uh, i have to say i really like the first arc uh the most if i had to say as far as character development um they certainly call back to it a lot yeah <laughs> well, well i, I just also think... liked the four times i read that arc in its entirety <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was just i don't know okay so i started off not liking this reading first of all because it was so generic and because it was so reminiscent of every manhwa i've ever read and i'm just like oh my gosh this is the reiteration of the same thing yada 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 i still watch isekai so i have nowhere to say um but um i don't know something about um i really liked the puzzling of the first arc is why i would say that would be my quote-unquote favorite encounter favorite fight that was just something that you know obviously was purposely trying to highlight the protagonist his his perhaps his strength in being weak and that um so for that reason i kind of would say that that was my favorite fight uh 
like Sung because I like his character development. Um, I can't really comment on the second arc. I don't know. Well, I I also kind of read uh, ahead by accident, but <laughs> by accident. But um, I don't know. I I think it's kind of it's hammy, but I really like. Um, I think I like where uh, the series is going as far as like Sung's having to really grapple with his humanity a little bit because he started off, you know, being really humble and being really noble in his own way, even though it was kind of debatably a facade. (laughs) Yeah. And now Mm -hmm. he's doing the complete opposite where it's like, dude, you're being dumb in the other way now. But um, yeah. Long story short, favorite character, song, favorite fight, that first arc dungeon with the god statues. Excellent. Yeah. And Matt. Um, were there characters in this? Uh, At least yeah. two. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, no, I gotta go with my main man. Wang Dong Tuck. <laughs> His name will live in your head forever. I, you know, surprisingly, I do think about Wang Dong Suck quite a bit. <laughs> I couldn't tell. No, um, I also appreciated the part where he gets murdered. That was a cool fight. Um, that's one of the few times I was actually enjoying like the whole play out of a fight, and it wasn't going into like weird. I didn't like when they'd bring up the MMO elements and I understand that's like the point for the audience, but like the fight where he's just murdering people other than like a voice in his head telling him to do it and him going like, yes. Okay. Daddy right away. Like, Mm. cool. It, it was just him going like, well, guess I'm murdering. Uh, well, we've kind of gone over our predictions on the, on the plot, but, uh, any predictions about the lore? Uh, I've already stated mine that I think the, the God statue is behind the whole MMO thing for, uh, for Sung in particular, giving him the player level up powers. Uh, I have a bit of a prediction. Mm-hmm. I think that the entire air quotes real world is all an MMO. I think that Sung is an NPC. <laughs> I think all of the characters are NPCs and that uh, the accepting being a player is that uh, the the system is like an avatar, like a person playing the game that Sung is an NPC in. That would be the most specialist, special boy, pro tag thing ever. So you're probably right. <laughs> I have a similar theory. That the entire game is actually taking place inside Song's head. And he's actually within a late 90s sex comedy. And when he accepted become a player, it's really the fighting monsters is just a metaphor for learning how to talk to women. It is scary enough. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> oh. uh, no. It- um yeah, serious prediction is I think he's got the demon statue guy is inside his head currently. That smile. And he's trying to build a like physical human body by to making take him, up with the world. By making him super strong and bloodthirsty, which was his latest ability, which is just I'm the main character, so everyone wet their pants around me. Mm-hmm. Done. Jay gross. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. 
And of course, the uh, the ultimate question, uh, presumably for everyone, but Matt, would you continue reading? <laughs> uh, I don't know. If I had nothing better to do, probably. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I enjoyed this. It's popcorn-y. Um, so I, I, I might like just read a chapter every now and again for funsies. I wouldn't say that this has captured me entirely, but yeah, I, I would. Uh, Jacob, how about you? Hmm? What was that? Oh, I was just reading the next arc again because the Cerberus fight is hype! All right. And Jay? Probably not. But if you know, if the podcast dictates it, probably. I don't mind it. It just doesn't play to my sensibilities as I do not enjoy reading MMOs. I enjoy playing them. <laughs> Excellent. And Matt, if, if you for an actual answer. This... <laughs> Mon this manual was garbage. This was candy. It's just constant wish fulfillment of like, oh man, is he going to win the fight? Yes, obviously he's going to win the fight because he had a secret deus ex machina. And that happens not once, but like three times. And I'm like, cool, are you going to continue doing that? Probably. I, I did not enjoy reading this. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and thank you everyone once again for listening to the Overmanga Cast. As always, you can find us on all your social medias where we are at Overmanga Cast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. It's a good place to catch up on our backlog. Uh, and uh, our up to date episodes are on OvermangaCast.com where you can also leave comments on individual episodes there as well. And did you really like solo leveling and are offended that I would dare disagree with your clearly amazing opinions? Go ahead. Write me a detailed message that I'm sure I'm going to cry about in my sleep because you're so smart. You can reach us over mangacast at gmail.com because we love hearing your opinions. And I'm sure if you went and did a review, we'd really appreciate it. Oh, God, I can't stop the sarcasm voice. Please, somebody help me. <laughs> Oh no, he's activated one of the skills in the system. Uh, he's activated the sarcasm skill. <laughs> yes, uh, on uh, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, wherever you can leave us a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can also reach us uh, over mangacast.com. We've got episodes there and a nice comment feature at the bottom. We uh, get to read it. We do appreciate any reviews. And also, counterpoint, if you hated solo leveling and you want to tell Jacob he's wrong, email me and I'll yell it at him. I won't let him read it. I'll yell it at him. <laughs> he will and, do this, yes. And make sure to tune in next week where we are returning to Chainsaw Man! Giggity. <laughs> yeah. Chapters... Uh, it's, a, it's a short one this time. Chapters 112 through 120. What We're going on a date to the aquarium! <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh, I'm sure God. nothing bad will happen. <laughs> Oh, God, save us, please. <laughs> Tatsuki Fujimoto, nothing bad ever happens at the aquarium. Nope. Ugh, it's like happy birthday in G-Witch. We'll see you next Thursday, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. His name was Wang Dong Suck. <laughs> His name was Wang Dong Suck. <laughs> Wang <laughs> Dong Suck. <laughs> <laughs>